Hello, this is gay actor Michael Douglas. Uh, how does it feel to get uh, mouth cancer from eating so much pussy? <laughs> Feels great. I mean, I know you can get it from smoking or drinking, but I insist. I that got it, it from eating It was pussy. from the pussy. 1985, yeah. I arrived. 33 years, damn, I'm grateful I survived. We wasn't supposed to get past 25. Joke's on you, motherfucker, we are alive. Alive. Jokes on you, motherfucker. We are live. So, well, 2020. 2020. How was your New Year's, Cody? My New Year's, uh, it was it was pretty low-key, man, for uh, me. There was not a lot of carousing, not a lot of boozing. and uh, promis- Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was like uh, a homie of mine, actually, uh, was playing a jazz quartet. Oh, that's nice. And, uh, yeah, and these guys, these cats were ridiculous like uh he was it's funny because he's like 38 i believe yeah and he was like the baby of the group i mean these were all like older guys but like after the the show he told me like one of the guys the pianist who was fucking ridiculous is like the phd uh like uh, piano uh, uh professor at uh texas state oh wow so i mean and then the the other guys like also i think he said a professor i think maybe texas or somewhere i mean these were all guys that are like he's a professor that's a good idea he's a professor and a pianist what if it was oscar jordan peterson (laughs) and it was like clean your room yeah dude speaking of jordan peterson i've been i've been getting into jordan peterson i was in rehab is he in rehab? Jordan Benzo Peterson. That's what the B stands for. Dude, Benzo. So what do you, what are your feelings on him? What do you? What do you I think like about Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. I think he he just he just says common sense, and people get really upset because the truth is not pretty. Reality is generally not uh, smooth, but I I I, I don't know. I, I agree with everything he says. He comes on and he's always very um he's always very coherent, yeah. salient. He makes great points, and I agree with his sentiments, but um. I also think that he, he's such a kind of a kind of a goofball sometimes. He's like, "Yeah, I've only eaten meat for the last uh, for the last seven years, and I've I'm well, I'm completely emaciated now." And, I, and it's like, "No shit, dude, you're just I, eating meat." It seems like a lot of you see a lot of uh, women and you know the white knight types, uh, the you know those. Uh, what do they call them? Soy boys. Soy boys. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, are like they don't, they like, don't like him because what he says about women. Like I actually listened to a whole lecture uh, that he gave about um, chaos versus order and how he associates the female sex with the chaos and the male uh, sex with the order. But he kind of breaks it down as to why he does. Yeah, and it's probably. Like because I, I, I haven't seen that the video. The female is literally like if you're birthing something new into the world that you have no idea what it is. That's chaos. That's chaos. Yeah. So by that definition, he's not wrong. No, that that analogy is quite uh, good. I think um, it's always funny to me uh, how Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I, there, I don't know if it's a fake video or not. I remember there's a real video. I'll do two things I saw. One was, it's like if someone at one of his speeches in Toronto came over to him. It was like a social justice warrior, a green hair as I called him, uh, came over to him. This woman was like, "What do you what What do you What do you think about the Nazis that listen to you?" And he just looked at her and was like, "Nazis are bad." Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like, like that's a great answer, Jordan what you, Peterson. What do you want me to say? What, yeah, Nazis are bad. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, well, he, he's a no bullshit kind of guy, and uh, th- I appreciate that about him. But there's a there's a video roaming around the internet right now where it's like Jordan Peterson, and he's like he's like think about it logically, think about it rationally. Having a daughter is the ultimate cock. 
He's like, you raise, clothe, house, and feed a, a girl until she's 18 years old, just to be ravaged by another man. It's the ultimate cuck to have a daughter. I love how the logical opposition to that is you fuck your daughter. Which yeah. Which is like, I don't think he said that. I think that was someone doing a really good impression. Yeah. And then slapped a photo of Jordan Peterson. But I just want, I had to get it out because it's one of the funniest things I've heard is Jordan Peterson advocating incest is a great bit. <laughs> well, you know, we have a president who does. Yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> I tell you, Melania, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd be balls deep in knuckle. Nepotincest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, uh, I I feel like with him, man, he, I think he appeals more to, you know, younger male demographic, like 20, 30 something males yeah. who are still kind of figuring out stuff. And, you know, I'm at 34, bro. You know, I still don't feel like I've got things figured out, but I'm like, I feel like I'm just starting to really get to a point of, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about future. I'm not just living in this, you know, in the, in my twenties, it's like, Oh yeah, you know who cares about you know five years from now? Like what 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 do I care about that right now? I could be dead in five years, but then you get there and you're like, oh, I'm still alive. Okay, well maybe it was maybe it would have been a decent idea to start really kind of thinking thinking about the future, yeah, more so than just the short term, you know, because that's that's something that y- he says about you know you're sacrificing when you're working. Uh, you know, you're what you would love to be doing now for right. for the future uh, that security. P- that plays into like ADD a little bit. I think each of us have that. You know, we have overactive minds, and like back in the day, people would always be like, "Oh, what are you looking at a squirrel right now?" Now they have an app for it. Yeah. We're all addicted to our phones, so oh. even though the focus is directed towards our cell phones, people still have. I think it's making ADD ADD worse, and it's making all the problems Peterson talks about worse. Like taking self-initiative, take being accountable, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, actually giving a shit about what, what you are, who you are, being a decent person. Yeah. These are all things you talk about. But like, yeah, virtue. But like uh, the cell phones, what does it do? It just, it just, it just peddles pornography, promiscuity, polyamory, uh, drug use. It glorifies it. You know, all these things, drinking, it makes it cool. The cell phone and the media and all this stuff, it just tells us all these false messages. And I think Peterson's one of these kind of like humble, guy, uh, original kind of uh, old-fashioned guys that doesn't yeah. really abide by any of that. Yeah. Well, the thing I like a lot about him is that you can tell when he speaks on something that he's really thought about it. He's yeah. really incredible it, choice of words. Really, yeah. He's 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 a he doesn't speak fast. He's deliberate, and he's it's right very calculated about like making sure that what comes out of his mouth is something that's really considered and in really thought and like processed like most people you know they'll they'll have their answer before you're even done asking the question you know that's what i mean true. they wait for and your turn to talk yeah it's like if you're waiting if you're that's not listening that's just waiting to talk no that's narcissism incarnate yeah because you're like i already know what i'm gonna say to you so i'm not even hearing you i just want to like i want to rebut with what my agenda is where i feel like you know open-minded people you myself i feel like Guys like us, you know, I'll hear you and I will listen and right. I want to I want to hear your side, but I'm going to process it. And, you know, if I disagree with you, I'm going to, you know, rebut to whatever you say in a way that I feel articulates why I disagree with you. Not just because blah, blah, blah. You, you know, you think this and automatically you're the enemy now, like because this, this is one right, thing yeah. you think. And that's that's where we're at with like the culture of, of the world and, and 
well, know, also, social media. Yeah, is that, it's social like social media. You, people have the one disagreeing a viewpoint. You're you're the enemy. Exactly. You know, like uh, that. I in in this goes back to I was thinking about this, bro. Like tribal, just the way that we just put people into groups, and it makes sense to put people in groups because from an evolutionary standpoint, survival would depend on us assessing a threat and making a decision quickly about whether or not that threat was something that we needed to... There was no hippie caveman. You know why there wasn't? Because they all got eaten. Yeah, exactly. They were like, the lions are just like us, man. We should like... Give like we should be inclusive with the lions, you know. Yeah. Like no, let them into our it's a cave, and then a or even other human beings from different tribes that yeah. you didn't, that yeah. you weren't familiar. I saw were a afraid of different. I saw a commercial for a new cell phone game and maybe a PC game called Forge TV, Forge Your Empire, mm-hmm. and the commercial. There's a really unnecessary rape joke in the commercial. It was really? yeah, it's on like it's on like national TV. I don't know why they put it in What's here. the joke? So like well, it's not even a really joke. It's just like a part of the commercial. So a guy comes up, it's, they're all cavemen. And the idea of the game is like you barter mm-hmm. and trade stuff and then you like trade that thing to get a better item, then that thing to get a better item and you build a, ta- a house and then you build a town yeah. and then you go into like 3000, you know, uh, 3000 the year 3000, you become like in the future. So the the commercial starts out with like a caveman with his wife standing there and another caveman walks over to him and is like hey uh, like uh i've got a points to a goat and the guy's like what do you want for the goat and the guy points to his wife uh and then he like grabs his wife like no and then he's like no no uh and then like points to the necklace so he gives him the necklace and he's like why'd you have to put that part where he's gonna rape his wife in the fucking commercial <laughs> <laughs> and then the worst part of the commercial is he like it's like forge your empire you can build a town a civilization forge your empire and it shows him going throughout history until he's in a flying car in a skyscraper in the year like 3050 Mm -hmm. and the same homeless the same uh uh caveman comes over but he's now in futuristic clothes they're all in futuristic clothes comes by in a flying car and with holograms they trade something it's like it's the year 3050 and we're still operating on a bartering system that's bullshit your game your entire premise of your game is bullshit well it's I that's essentially what um, Bitcoin is, dude. It's yeah, like, you're right. You know, like it, it's like virtual money. It's we have the power through the technology we have now to really integrate a system of of uh, currency, if you will, or trade and, and bartering. That why do we need a centralized bank? Why do we need a centralized currency when we could just all agree that we're going to use a system that we it's decentralized? There's no like uh bank like it's like it's all your that's what bitcoin right, would do right. so i mean i feel like that's the future of currency dude i think that's where we're, like we're well, it is, centralized like uh you know banks and stuff those are going to eventually uh, go away i hope I it does i think the institutions that we have now all of them are on the way out yeah more so than they're on the way you in. know it's funny everyone always predicted like as soon as the iphone came out in 2007 they were like libraries are on their way out i'm like i don't think so because people still like reading books they'll yeah. always like reading books yeah and it's important to do so but like a like having a bank and going to the bank like you could just if you could do that all on your computer and not only manage your money better through bitcoin mm-hmm. there's no reason to have a bank well and the thing with currency is that all of the entire apparatus the whole economy is based on confidence. We're all just agreeing that we all will make this a medium of exchange that we all agree has value. A dollar in of itself is a piece of paper. It doesn't have value in of itself right. as as something. But when you when you give it a societal 
you know, contract, uh, whatever social contract that we're all agreeing to that, hey, this is currency. We're going to all agree this is how we're going to be able to, right. to trade and barter goods and services. It's the same concept. It it's is. just we're letting it be centralized with one controlling authority. Yeah, I think that's much more efficient. And, and also, it'll get rid of, I don't know if it'll get rid of muggings, but it, I think it'll decrease them. Because instead of a guy pulling an iPhone, he'd be like, give me your fucking wallet. He'd be like, pull out your fucking iPhone. <laughs> Give me your fucking uh, Bitcoin password. <laughs> exactly. Give me that goddamn password. I'm gonna Where, stab you. You're ass. like it's. It's. I don't have it. It's in a safe at my house. It's in a safe at my house. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. You want to go to my house? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um. So uh, another thing I find I think interesting uh, that we're in now in 2020 is uh, I thought about this the other day. This uh, we're in the um one the centennial anniversary of women's suffrage. Oh really? Yeah. Well, centennial is 100 uh, 1920. years. Was the uh, oh wow was the centennial and uh, it's uh, also if you uh, know your history the centennial anniversary of prohibition is it really so the so same the year that women got the right <laughs> to vote <laughs> men lost the right to drink <laughs> that must have been the most miserable year for men oh ever. man they're like women can vote like yeah all of a sudden and I can't like, even forget about it with a glass of old fashioned I can't even drink <laughs> damn it Martha. <laughs> What the uh, hell? That's really funny. We're getting a little loud on these wavelengths. That's okay. That's right. a really funny joke. Uh, I think uh, you want to hear my impression. We'll get back to that real quick. But do you want to hear my impression of a Jewish Owen Wilson? Okay. It goes, wow. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just a Jewish guy saying, wow. Uh, more oh. impressions with Hank Gowdy yeah, later. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, the last podcast we did, we did have some good conversation about like the dating culture and things. And I think yeah, we, we talked and about. And I, I wouldn't mind getting into that with you, but... Um, but the you problem know, when we get into women is that it becomes quickly a circle jerk between a couple of guys that hate women. Right. Which we don't hate women. We just think we just think that they are testing the boundaries of their own entitlement. Well, OK, here's another thing. This is something that I just thought about the other day. I um, love women. Uh, there's there's two types of misogyny. And I think that needs to be there needs to be a distinction made about the two types of misogyny Absolutely. that there are. The first type of misogyny, like base level misogyny uh, or just Typically, the misogyny that almost every man has a common denominator is right. uh, the uh, I got fucked over by a, a woman misogyny, right. right? Like a woman fucked me over. Stole misogyny. my wallet to so fuck Something. her. All women yeah, are or bad. you were in a relationship and she, yeah. she cheated your best on friend. you. Yeah. She fucked a, a black guy with a huge So cock. that's type A. That, that's, that's the base level. And then the there's the... Uh, so there's the, uh, I got fucked over by a woman misogyny, and then there's a woman won't fuck me misogyny. Yeah. That's incel misogyny. That's incel that's, misogyny. That's, that is what I feel like women just go to as the default. Right. When they, like, if a guy says something that maybe comes off as anti-woman or yeah. misogynistic or whatever, then they're always like, incel. You know, you, blah, yeah. blah. And it's like, no, actually, I just, like, I, that's what I had had this thought where it was like, I realized in like my kind of like what I was thinking, a lot of my feelings about uh, were me. I was like, I, I'm not, I don't hate women uh, or dislike women. It's more like I hate my ex and I take it out on other women. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's like the base level misogyny. No, um, I mean, I agree. I think that's a great point. One type of misogynist shoots up inside of a woman while after lying to her, and the second type shoots up inside a movie theater. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, uh, I would say at this point, you know, if you're if you're a male in your, you know, at least late 20s or 30s, you know, there's almost 
a 100% chance that at some point in your life, a woman's done you dirty. Yeah, because think about it, man. you're probably bitter about it. And, you know, and that, 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 does, that does harbor misogyny. But the thing is, women are misandric. Is that the right word? Misandric? Yeah, I misandric? think it is. Misandry. And all, as much or more than men are misogynistic. Yeah, but they nobody are. nobody talks about like that women, because it's women. Like, that's why women don't want their guys around or husbands or boyfriends around when they have a girls' night because all the conversation is like, oh, my boyfriend, he's so stupid. You wouldn't believe what he did the other day. You wouldn't believe how I got an under on him. It's like... And I, I've been around women that, like, have let me in their inner circle, and they've talked about shit. I'm like, you guys are real pieces of shit. You realize that? Like, <laughs> the only the extent to which guys should talk women is like, oh, yeah, she gave bad head. It's yeah, like, which, for me, man, like, I don't even really – I'm at a point now, dude, I don't, uh, I don't really, like, get into detail with my homies. I don't either. I don't gossip. About the sexual – you know, about yeah. how good the sex I don't, was or whatever. I, I, I just, yeah. It might just no, be like, I oh, agree. yeah, I, I fucked her. I agree. I don't anal sex and tell. And, and guys will just assume, oh, you fucked her? It was, it was probably pretty good. You know? I mean, like, yeah. w- how how much different can one pussy from another be? No. All pussies pretty much feel the same yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I I have well, a pretty have decent ever, sample Cody, size to tried come up to eight, go from. Have you ever tried an eight-year-old? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, was, what was the question? Little, I said, have you ever tried an eight-year-old? But listen. Oh God. Yeah, I'm Little St. James over here. Have you heard my parody song uh, about Little St. James? Little, have you heard another Beach Boys song, Little St. Nick? Are we getting into a pedophilia thing here? Well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not, dude? Let's fucking go right. for else. Go ahead. Go ahead. So you know Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys? Yeah, of course. So it goes, well, you go to the island where the children are sold. There's a tale about Epstein that I'm sure you've been told. Uh, he's a secretive Jew, and he's got dead eyes. And he fucks a bunch of kids with his billionaire guys. And we sacrifice to Moloch for our eternal life. And we sacrifice a kid with a ritual knife. And I'm to Little St. James. Little St. James. Oh, God, dude. Wow. Yeah. Is that you? you put, I put some thought into that. Okay. Dude. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I have far too much free time on my hands. Clearly, you know that that thing is that's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's and you, fucked dude, did up. you see fucking Spacey on his new Christmas Eve tradition <laughs> releases yeah. videos where he's like, "You didn't think I was going to forget to tell you Merry Christmas, now did you?" It's like then the day after, another one of his accuser dies in a mysterious form, and I'm like, "This guy's straight up admitting to murder and pedophilia on camera annually." Yeah. And getting away with it. King. Dude. King shit. Clinton went to that island like 26 and times. And he explicitly asked the Secret Service not to be there. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell's going on in that obelisk? What's going on in that temple? You know exactly what is. They're eating fucking baby blood and There's getting youth. There's all kinds eternal of youth. ritualistic, weird, like power. Like it's all about no. They're not about. Shit. They're not about sex. They're about power. Yeah. Well, but sex and power are very they're, they're married but it's yeah. not like the, but one can you can have sex just for sex and sure. you can have sex just for power too yeah but most of the time it's both you know there's yeah. guys that like having sex but also eh, occasionally like a little bit of a choke going on there you know uh, yeah uh in, in that's it's, a fun, normal, it's that's funny a, because when you when you think about this sex and power like one of the the most the sexual experience i had that i truly fo- felt the most powerful i've had uh, two women go down on me at the same time. Suck oh wow! I've had two women sucking my dick you. at the same time. Good for you. Not Cody. bragging, but well, I felt okay a little bragging. <laughs> but <laughs> the power, yeah, I felt in that moment. So like, you like that? Not just one, no, but, but two. two. Can you imagine if you yeah. haven't had it happen, or anybody that's listening? It's like the Billy Mays of blowjobs. But wait, it, there's it's more. It's like you're, you're, but you're like, 
it's already hard enough to have one woman yeah, as a guy. The man you know, that you managed to get two, you got off on the fact that like yeah. I'm such a stud that I now have two women yeah, flating me. It, it, it was a feeling of, of power. Bro. So I, I've never felt that. I, I just feel lucky. <laughs> That's what I feel. I go, well, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, yeah, like, bless you. Because I, 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 I get distracted during sex, Cody. I'll have sex and I'll think about how I look from the side. And I'm like, I probably look like a worm mid-contraction. Put a mi- uh, put a mirror in your yeah. I look room. like a, no, I'm not gonna do that. It's fun. I'm never going to do that. I'm not Christopher Christian Bale from American Psycho. <laughs> Don't just stare at it, eat it. It's like watching a porno that you're in while yeah, you're doing it. No, the problem with me is I watch so much porn that when a woman takes her clothes off and wants me to have sex with her, I'm like, where's the other guy? <laughs> Seriously, I I I'm, I'm I think about myself from the side angle when I'm on top of a woman kissing her. I'm like, I must look like a cat throwing up. <laughs> My back is arched. It's bad. It doesn't look good. No one's enjoying it. Well, you know, man. I think. Uh, no, I, I have good. I have a good time. I think. Yeah, you're. Y- when you're in the moment, it's it's I, different. You're yeah. not caring about that. You're. You get so. In you're the already moment. past that because yeah, you're fucking her. Exactly, and it's it's, it's the, before it's the, you start fucking exactly. her. That that's in your head. It's the initial dive into yeah, the kissing and where the heavy like, petting and the blowjob. And then she starts like kind of filling your body. And you're like, oh, I got a little bit of extra little chunks there. You know? Yeah, you yeah. get a little self conscious. And no, then but, it's like, but then, but then that's overridden by your hard cock. You're like, my boner's so hard that like I don't care about how I look. I'm gonna fuck the shit out of this person. Yeah, and, and like, that's gonna be that. I mean, and, and I would I would think, and this is because I I have a regular dick. My dick is very regular. So, dude, if my dick were a kid, it would take 11 minutes to finish the school mile. It's my, average as shit. If my if my dick were like the average height of men, it'd be like five nine. <laughs> is that an actual measurement on your dick? I think it, five inches nine centimeters. Uh, five inches nine centimeters. Yeah, five those nine. Two, those two things don't go together. No, Nick. I'm talking. Oh, five foot nine is what you're. Uh, right it's with. yeah. I have a f- I have a s- almost six foot long dick. <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult. I gotta like wrap it. Yeah, you gotta wrap. <laughs> You're no, like, no, no, no. I mean, I don't want to like this is no, getting pretty that, personal on the ahead, podcast, but I'll, I'll just say without getting into specific, it's a very regular. I just I know what like I've Googled, you know, yeah. average size. I have a I've, white bread I think dick. probably every man has white bread. And mine is 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 regular. Exactly. So but I would think depending on the woman like that, like the if you are maybe not as an attractive of a guy, like if you just have a bigger dick, then you, know, you have then it, it probably offsets. Exactly. Well, no, it cancels out. It's like like look at Ron be, Jeremy. You can, be, you can be a handsome for guy. You can be a handsome guy with a regular pecorino and be good, or be good, or you can be like a super ugly guy with like a seven inch cock and be like you're gonna win just like we would. Yeah, I mean, dude. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, what I'll say is like if we were looking at the bell curve of size, I'm like literally right at the top of right the, curve. the right right yeah, so um but when you're in that situation as a guy you know i just know that i've had some good sexual experiences i've had some bad sexual experiences i know there's been times where the woman really enjoyed it and i know there's been times where the woman just it wasn't that all that great right um or for both of us you, you know, know how i you know you know what gave me the biggest confidence in my sexual acumen was a breakup ironically enough she texts me the day after i break up with her I'm living in Chicago at the time, <coughs> and she let us. She let me bang her and three of her friends. It was a connect four, as we talked <laughs> about. <in the> car. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're 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 coining that. That's yeah, getting that's coined. A great dude. coin. The connect four. I got I'm not making any money otherwise. I got to coin something. Yeah. So um, so she breaks. I she she breaks up with me, and I was a real piece of shit. I cheated on her. She caught me cheating red red handed, red Ooh. red bald. It was, bu- I mean, look, I'm a bad fucking guy and I don't condone cheating. I've changed my ways. I was a huge drunk at the time. That's beside the point. My point is she texts me and goes, 
she's this big big paragraph oh and and by the way at the end uh I, every time i laughed at your jokes it was fake it was a fake laugh and i'm like at least you didn't say the orgasms were fake that's <laughs> how i know it's okay if because that would have been her first thing if she'd known that the orgasms were fake she would have gone with that and led with yeah. that she had to resort to my fucking act well similar to a fake orgasm i know a fake laugh when i hear it <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know a fake laugh. Yeah, dude, no, you're some, faking it. Some people have like a like some people have that gift to know yeah. when a, a laugh is fake. Yeah, and other people are like, thank you, thank you very much for yeah. laughing at my joke. No, I, I there's a laugh you get in it. You don't necessarily get it a lot, but it's that. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, just, ah! it comes out. It's yeah, because to forced. me, I when I look at what I do with stand up, bro, it's like I don't want you to have a choice. You want it to be involuntary. That's the yeah. truest form of laughter. Right. And and for me, that's that's something that uh, I strive for. And, you know, there's 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 definitely different types of laughter that exist. There's kind of the polite laughter uh, that's which just is like, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's the nervous laughter, which is like, <laughs> you know, you're laughing to diffuse right. nerves that you're feeling. Yeah. Um, there's, there's the go with the flow laughter of everybody's like in it. And like, right, it's a good right, time right. And everybody's laughing that laughter. And, it's and then there's the. It just came comes out. out of you. Somebody says a ridiculously disgusting, awful joke. Yeah. And you're the only one in the room laughing. That's the involuntary one. It's like it's beautiful. But but laughter also there's so many social cues that go into it where you look at other people. Are they laughing? Are they laughing? Am I uh because what you laugh at kind of says something about who you are. It you does. Know, you know, it's like it if does. somebody it lets tells you know a really genuine disgusting you joke. Yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, but yeah, also the tell of how like dirty the joke laughing, was. People will look at you and be like, "Oh, he laughed at that. He what a disgusting well, person!" Well, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it, I, I agree, but that's what there's a psychology in it. There is, there is. It, it's a tell. It's like a poker game with like a flinch of the eye or a yeah, a change of glint, you know. And I mean, I've and I've uh, you know, I've had times where I mean, like I was doing a joke where it was uh, this uh, joke about. Uh, living in New York and apartments having a number and a letter, one uh, A two B, which is fine until you uh, move into your building and they put you in three K, you know, <laughs> as a white guy. <laughs> right? And like, yeah, it's funny. It's it's not racist. It's it's a observational yeah, kind of joke. No, it it's is. like it's like a pointing out a funny like uh, incongruity, I guess. Right. Um, but I'll do that joke, and it's almost like if there aren't any black people in the audience, which can happen, you right. know. It can. It can happen. It, that's there's the not wor- always by black the way, people in the room. Can I just say, worst room ever is when there's no black people there. I agree. I agree. Because you have to have diversity in your crowd. And you know what? Like, it's always white women that fight the battles that aren't theirs to fight that come over and are like, I found that problematic. And I'm Dude. like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you a part of the race in which the joke was based around? When when I, all the black people in the room were laughing at the same yeah. joke, it's like, you realize the only person not having a good time was you because you own a blog. Yeah, well, Burr said that on his last on Paper Tiger. Oh, and really? Yeah, and I, I, I won't it. name a name, but there was a, a local comic here uh, in the DFW area that just posted the other day something about how white men are always handed everything. <laughs> That's and I great. Just, it was another one I saw, and I'm like, just stop already. Like, I, I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm out of white guilt. I don't feel anymore. <laughs> I don't. Out of it. I don't. Yeah. I'm like... When I lived in New York, all my friends were black. Yeah. All of them. All of them. All of them. 
Like, I had, like, maybe a handful of white friends. Well, I mean, it's like, I also think that me and you are less racist than the person who says white men are handed everything. And because those people, those white women, I'm just going to presume it was a woman. Yeah, it uh, was a woman. Um, <laughs> I think but, I like, Burr said, bitch, no, you're in the jacuzzi next to me. You know? Exactly. Like, well, I think, like, the idea is, like, we just, like, treat everyone as a person. Right. No matter what creed or background they come from. Yeah. But they, those bloggers and those white women that are like, white privilege is uh, uh, epidemic and we're all handed everything. They should all die in a camp. Yeah. They treat black people and minorities as if they're a possession. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a keychain ornament. Yeah. They're like, oh, look what I have. Look what I have. I'm yeah. like, how is that not way more racist? This isn't your battle to fight. Exactly. It's Dude, not your battle to fight. It's and it's so fucked up how they treat people. It's so ridiculous. I was literally at the bar a week ago. I'm sitting out on the patio uh, puffing on my douche flute. And I was sitting next to this group of chicks. There were two black girls and a white girl. Um, the white girl was uh, not attractive, we'll say. Right. Just not in any way. But I guess she had a boyfriend who yeah. was a soy boy. And I just, like, I wasn't even trying to listen. I was actually just trying to write some stuff. Yeah. And then it ended up, I wrote this down because it was happening right next to me. And they were, like, being so loud about the it. Conversation. But she's like, uh, the snippet I caught was, yeah, like my boyfriend just knows I'm going to like just shit on white people all the time. And I, I that, and I'm like, I sat there and I'm like, well, first off, white, I'm going to shit on white people. You're going to shit on white men yeah, is what you're going to do. You're, you're gonna not going to shit on white people. Yeah, especially white Let's be honest. women. Let's be honest. You're not <laughs> yeah. going to shit on white people. You're going to shit on white that's, men. That's a fair presumption. I mean, yeah, I would say so. I would say so too. And, you know, and then not only that, but dude. How much white guilt do you have? To where you have to try and pretend like, like you're black. What? Yeah. Like, what Like what are you trying? Either you're pandering to your black friends. Which is racist. Which if all my black friends, if I did that shit, they'd be like, they would, shut they, up. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, they would. Stupid. They, they would. They, that's dumb. You're fucking stupid. Shut up. And and that was something I was, I've been thinking about this for a little while now, about like just being so tired of white women shitting on white men. Yeah. You know? And it's like, y'all aren't doing any favors for anyone. You're not doing any favors for us. You're not doing any favors for the people you're quote-unquote defending. Exactly. It's the same thing as... Because they didn't ask for your fucking help. Yeah, it's the same thing as, like, I did a show, this was like three years ago, my last feature week I ever did at River Center Comedy Club that, yeah. before it closed down, and uh, I did a joke about not being proud to be an American, blah, blah, blah. You know, I know that's a provocative statement, but there's a point to it, which is that, you know, it uh, culminates in me talking about just, like, how... All the continents were one continent at one point. Like, yeah, we are You're all a Pangea American. I'm a proud Pangean American. That's a great joke. Blah, blah, blah. And before I even got well, before I ever got to that, the guy just heard I'm not proud to be an American and threw ice at me and left. And then that night he has him and his wife. They walked. And then I got a Facebook message like that night later that night. Blah, blah, blah. From his wife. No shit. You're so, that was so disrespectful for all the men and women who fought for this country. That's like blah, blah. And I'm like, no. What's disrespectful? I replied back. She never, she never responded to was my reply because I ripped her to shreds, dude. I was like, I was like, no. What's disrespectful is you telling them what they fought for because I have a lot of friends who yeah. are veterans. And in fact, one of the key things, fact, all my friends who are veterans will say, no, I fought. Like, well, really, they fought for the guy next to them on either side of them. That's yeah, what, that's, that's what, what they men are fighting for. for in, in but one of the primary things soldiers fight for is the right to say shit. Yeah, like the the freedom to be able to, to say, say something anything. like that. And not only that, but if I say I'm not proud to be an American, I'm happy to be an American. 
there's a difference, right? Huge difference. There's a big difference. I'm not proud either. People are like, like I, I didn't achieve it. Yeah, like what, you, if you came from another country and you worked your ass off to get you and your family here and built something here and made something out of yourself and and became successful in America and became a citizen, and all that. Yeah, be proud of that. You fucking earned it. You worked for it. No, like all the fucking entitled ass motherfuckers that right. live in this country. Uh, you didn't do anything. I feel like that, that husband and here. that wife are the same types of people who sit at home watching Sunday football, and when their team wins, they're like, they think them sitting on an L-shaped couch eating nachos contributed to that athlete's competitiveness. It's <laughs> like you didn't do anything. You yeah. sat on your ass yeah. while other people did all the hard work, yeah. and then you're going to reap all the benefits and like claim you have some validation or recognition or like credibility. Right. You don't. And also, uh, I, th- it's an interesting point you brought up because like, being proud and being happy to be an American is different. I'm happy to be an American. I'm not necessarily proud. There's a lot of shit going on in this country, just like yeah. every other country, that I'm ashamed of. And I remember I was at a 4th of July party, and this guy, <laughs> it was a stranger in the street. I don't know where, he was, like, what he was doing, but he threw the, he dropped the American flag and stomped on it, which I don't, I don't agree with, but I don't really give a fuck. You know, yeah. that's his choice. It, when, people around him, like, go Well, no, they, they went, one guy goes, stop stomping on my flag. And then out of instinct, I went, well, he bought it. <laughs> it's his flag, Fucking technically. Hicks. It's not your my flag. My daddy died for that flag. Oh, that, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I this bought was, mine. This was the same flag? How, no. did, it, how did it end up my in My daddy a, died in the Korean War. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mine was made in Korea. Yeah. How, did this, <laughs> how did this one end up in a Kmart? It was in the, Vietnam? It culminates. Yeah. He didn't die for the flag. He no. died for what the fucking flag represents, I which is the freedom to burn the fucking exactly. flag. Exactly. on it. It's, and is it, they can disagree with it, but that's all you have the right to do. You don't no. have a right to be offended. Yeah. You have a right to disagree. That's all you have the right to do. Well, you don't have a right to pass bills to make me go to jail because I don't agree with your ideas. Yeah, well, and but in this instance, you know, you have to... This is something with comedy, you know, you have to be able to read your audience. Now, I may be right, but sometimes what's the expression? It's better to be happy than right. Like, I don't need to get my ass kicked by some fucking maniac idiot that's like you know, blindly patriotic and, and it thinks this country is, you know, there's never been anything better. Yeah. Even though that's totally not true. Yeah. Um, just to prove a point. You know, where, uh, in that instance, I just know, like, I was just at my sister's graduation and uh, from UTSA and, you know, they do the beginning uh, uh, national anthem or whatever. And I stood up. I didn't put my hand over my heart. Yeah. I think it's fucking stupid. No, I, I stand I, up at least. I stand up just for social just etiquette. I'm not gonna do anything, and if you, I'll stand up. That's it. If if you if you try to give me shit for not taking my hat off or not putting my hand over my heart, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. But you know, I did enough. I stood up. All right, there you go. Yeah. I just don't want to deal with the the, you know, whatever. Just the blowback of me staying seated yeah. during that moment. The ecosystem of stink. Even though I don't agree get. with it, I think it's fucking uh, brainwashing, mind control social engineering yeah. shit that, did you see sa- Colin that starts at five years old when you have to start saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Did you see Colin Kaepernick got a Nike shoe with the American flag as the design? Uh, I saw there was a Betsy Ross flag no, no. on a shoe. That they, he Colin Kaepernick got a Nike shoe. It comes mm-hmm. designed as the American flag. I thought it'd be great if Nike also sold them with knee pads. <laughs> I thought that would be a good bit. Dude. Buy the Colin Kaepernick shoe. Get some knee pads, yeah, too. right. You can disgrace. Kneel. Kneel. <laughs> yeah, just kneel with it. Kneel with it. Just, just kneel, kneel with, with it. it. Dude. Uh, do, so did you hear, though, about the Nike shoe that came out? It wasn't his, but it had. Uh, it was like a 4th of July special edition uh, shoe, and it had the Betsy Ross flag, which is uh, the one with the, the one circle that she of made. stars yeah, 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 yeah. on it. And there was this big thing because 
and this oh, is the thing. That, this is where Kaepernick lost me. Was this was when this happened? Yeah. Because he he made a stink about it, like it's from a time of racism. It's like no, Betsy Ross was a Quaker. The Quakers were like the original abolitionists before anyone else yeah. was fighting for abolition of slavery. You know, like these are the people who supported this when it was very much not the right, uh, well, not the socially acceptable thing to do. Right. Um, was to support abolition. Yeah, they were the true trailblazers. You know, yeah, because you're you're going to deal with the blowback. Nowadays, we don't really have a Quaker. All we have is like Quaker oats. Yeah. And he's, you know, he, he looks like he I mean, owns. He looks some, racist. He looks like he owns some people. He looks like George Washington. Yeah, no, <laughs> he does look like George Washington. <laughs> Do you mind if I take a leak? Uh, not at all. We'll take a little quick break here. All right, and we're back. So, uh, maybe we could pivot here onto something. Uh, Don't hear a story. Yeah, let's hear a story. So I went over to my Canadian friend's house. He was in town from Quebec City, and. I go over there kind of like psychonauts to do a lot of drugs. And so I was like, they go, hey, we have some LSD. So I come over presuming everyone's on LSD. So I show up. I've been drinking all day. And so I show up. I'm like, where's the LSD? Where's the LSD? Let me buy some. They sell me a tab. I take it. And so I walk into the living room. How's the LSD? They go, we're not on LSD. So it already teased me up for like a terrible uh, experience. So then to combat the anxiety, like I would, I would, I would literally say stuff in, with no irony, like not joking. Uh-huh. And everyone would die laughing. So I walked out of the restroom and I was like, I don't know if I'm about to have an aneurysm or a chuckle. And they're like, everyone laughed. I'm like, I'm not. They're like, that's hilarious. I'm not. I don't feel hilarious. I feel like I'm about to fucking die and see my body leave myself. Dude, yeah. And so th- I th- ended up just drinking more to combat the anxiety from the LSD. And throwing up high on acid is like a psych- is like a divine experience. What? Well, how was the experience though? It was, was, it, was fun it? until I realized, like, when it really hit me. Yeah. That no one else was high and just how like much of a spectacle I was. Yeah. That I felt like a monkey in a cage at a zoo. And I was like, yeah. this is claustrophobic mentally, physically. Everything just feels like it's closing in. Yeah. And it was like a full-fledged panic attack. Yeah. So it's not really an interesting. It wasn't a good trip. Then. Not a great trip and a bad Dude, vacation. Too. I told you I just ate a shitload of mushrooms the other day, right? Really? Did I, I didn't tell you? No. How'd that go? Uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, uh, fun. It was amazing, dude. I felt like... I hadn't. I, I'm trying to think of the last time I tripped before. It was. It's been probably five years ago. Was the last time I I really actually tripped on mushrooms, dude. You think you remember what that place is like, and then you don't go there for a long time, and then you go back there, and it's almost like it was like a secret that somebody told you about, but you forgot. And it's like, but you you heard the secret before, but you just thought you remembered it, and then you got you heard it again. And you're like, oh wait, I totally forgot about this like it was it was interesting because i was um at this friend of mine's apartment and she lives in this high rise in downtown austin yeah at the w residences which is like part of the w hotel you know the w it's, yeah i know it's, the w it's nice it's next level it's ridiculous so she lives on like the 18th floor of this building with a downtown austin view and we're up there and it sets in bro and it was so crazy looking around. I saw the cranes around Austin and I'm just all it was like I was like there's just little ants going about their lives, <laughs> building things. And yeah. Building we're just building things all the time. And it was like we don't ever take a second as people to probably step back and yeah. really just look at what we should be feeling like. What what we should yeah. be what should bring us joy and happiness in life. It's not achievement. It's not it's really just knowing in the moment that everything is beautiful and that we're our 
you know, spirit is, you know, just this beautiful consciousness thing that we have that it's just a, we get it for a little brief moment and, and, you know, we should enjoy that. We should enjoy the, the moments that we're lucky to, to be here perceiving this, to be, you know, like seeing all this. And yeah. it's consciousness, dude, it's crazy. I was just thinking too the other day about like sleeping and sleeping to me is an interesting thing because sleeping's like when you go to sleep, you ever, if you're ever having trouble going to sleep, it's like what we're doing every night when we go to sleep essentially is calming our mind down to a state of meditation where our mind is able to turn off reality and go to the dream realm. Yeah. And, but then you think when you're in that dream realm, it feels like reality. You don't feel like to to steal from inception when you're in a dream, you, you know, it feels real. I mean, that's a universal thing, which begs the question, what if that is reality? And this is the dream, right? We think we're autonomous in this reality, we think we're in control, but that's an illusion. You're never really in control of anything. No, you're not in control of anything. And, and that's, that's like the stem of a lot of people's anxieties is they think they're in control and they buy into it and they try and control their surroundings. And when they realize they can't, they have an utter yeah, anxiety it's, attack. It's tough to, and to, once you kind of like realize more of like a Zen way of life where it's like, just let the chips fall where they may and enjoy the moment for what it is. If you have a negative feeling, it will pass. Just yeah. live through and acknowledge it yeah. instead of running from it. And that that's way better. And it's interesting you said about like the cranes, the little ants that you imagined people being. Because I remember at a young age, I sort of had a kind of a psychedelic thought. Yeah. I was in the car driving over an inner inner pass, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was a highway beneath us. I looked at all the gridlocked traffic, and I thought to myself, inside each one of those little cars is a life story. Yeah. And that blew my mind. Yeah. And that's some thoughts I've had on acid or LSD. And you know, interestingly enough, for me as a child, I remember when I when I talk about uh, the dream realm and and the what we would define as reality. Yeah. Um, I remember having these vivid dreams when I was a child of. I was waking up from life and I remember thinking like, I remember for some reason it was like a skeleton and it was like, it was like the waking up in my dream from the life I was in. And it was like, then I was like that it was a different realm. It was, it was really weird feeling of like, you know, what is, which one's reality and which one's not. Right. And, and to me, you know, all reality that we perceive it as is just neurons firing. It's all electrical, you know, synapses occurring in our brain. That the, what we perceive, this is all perception of. And it's all on an individual basis. And yeah. There's an idea called solipsism where it's like nothing is real outside of what you perceive. It may be like your green is different to somebody else's green. It's only true because it's what you perceive at the time. And it's the world only exists within your mind. Yeah. And I think that's kind of uh, true and, and has some credence here. I think that I think every human being should have a hallucinogenic experience. I think it's at one point. I mean, I think, even, even dude, imagine how many fucking priests. You know, what I love about the Catholic Church. They're like, hey, it's a sin to be left handed, but we're just going to sweep under the rug. The fact we raped you. It isn't that funny, though. <laughs> it is funny, it, it, dude. It's funny you say that because I was literally just talking the other day to somebody about how my grandfather was a lefty and he was born in 1926. Oh, he must have had a and terrible time at school. Forced him to write right-handed. Yeah, that's how afraid of somebody who's different people were. Yeah, you write with your other hand. What well, was known devil. as devil? Yeah, the mark you know, of like, the de- mark of the devil. What the? F- how fucking? Like how it's insane. Mu- it, it, it's we're, dexterity. We're yeah. talking about you're afraid of dexterity. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. You good? Okay, we're good. Um, it's nuts, man. Like people, like you're gonna like be that. Like 
frightened of something that you just don't understand. Yeah. Like, and dude, the thing going back to, to the mushroom trip I had the other day, man, like you said you had that bad trip, bro. It was amazing. And it was amazing because I went in with no fear. I was just ready. Yeah. I was like, it was like what Terrence McKenna would say, you know, you're, you're diving into that ocean of, you know, of, 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 un, of the unconscious yeah. and, and you're, you're not sure what's in there and you're, but if you're approaching it with like the mentality, like I'm not afraid. I wasn't afraid, dude, and it was just beautiful. Yeah, when it just you felt like it was like most I was bad, charging. Yeah, most bad trips I've had on mushrooms, I've gotten like a, a wave. Like of, I think of, if you and I ever trip together, it would be it'd be amazing great because it'd be a lot of you fun. You and I are both like I'm like I'm not afraid. I'm dude. not afraid either because that's that I had the same thing and it was like an epiphany that stayed with me for my entire life. Yeah, it actually helped me stop taking a lot of pills. Yeah, for anxiety because I yeah. took a, I took a very high dose of mushrooms. Got hit with an intense wave of insecurity and anxiety, and then, and then realized realized just embrace it, yeah. embrace it, and don't be afraid. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. And then, yeah. you, and that, that's the whole thing about trying to control life. And the girl I was with, that she she was tripping too. She kept she was in that place where she was like, and I'm like, stop fighting it. Like I felt like I'm just an antenna. Exactly. That's all I am. And putting out signals. I'm like, if you're fighting it, just just stop. Like quit fighting against. Let it just like let it wash over you. Exactly. And then when you when it does, you're gonna feel like, oh my god, like that. Now I feel like it washed over, and I feel like I've been cleansed in a way that I allowed myself to not fear that, you know, other side that absolutely of of, of what you're afraid to go that door. Yeah. We talk about walking through doors, the psychological impact of walking through doors. That's yeah. something you said that that has stuck with me, and you've said a lot of really. Uh, profound things i feel like man and that's that's why i'm happy to be here talking with you man but yeah it's like it's the same thing it's it's like the the metaphor or not the metaphorical the the uh proverbial con- door of consciousness that you're opening with the hallucinogenic experience right. that you're walking through you can't be afraid to walk through that door you can't and no. if you are yeah or if you walk through that door with apprehension which is what it sounds like you did when you when you dropped acid yeah. that time you're walking through already like like afraid, like well, you're, just, you're just like it, looking around, it. like what's 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 I here to hurt me. It's like know? a door that you open, and it's just a stygian dark abyss. And then when you walk through it, it's all depending sudden, it's, on how you're, light. depending on how if you're if you're fearful, it's going to be your worst nightmare. Yeah. your worst fears throughout that through the entrance of that door. Yeah, but if you're at peace, it's just going to be peace. Yeah, but so it's really about it's what you make it, and it really it, it changed the game for me with my already pre-existing mental conditions because I realized. To a degree higher than I even once believed, it is all in your head. Yeah. Well, and, and dude, the reason I was, I think, so at peace is because, as you well know, and, and this is something that, I mean, we could we can talk about this because this is not an easy topic to broach, but, you know, you and I have had, you've, you've been there on some nights where I we've talked on the phone and I, I, I was in a really bad, dark yeah, place. Yeah, same and you, here. Same for you. Yeah. And, and that's with no hallucinogenic drugs. And so... Yeah. Like if I'm in that place and that's just normal reality, right. like without having that, what the fuck do I have to be afraid of? You know, that's like that—that that was what I'm like. I I don't. I've that's been, what I've been in you. such a dark place. I'm like it could only get better for me from right. here, which is why I so it, I was embracing that so much that it was one of the best mushroom trips I've ever had. I would right. say, I've I've t- I think I've taking mushrooms if i had to guess i'd probably take mushrooms about 10 times yeah maybe. i'd say about five six times for yeah me. and maybe not quite that many but 
Um, of all the times I have, however many it is, uh, we'll say seven to ten, um, the first one always has stuck out of my mind as the most profound for I probably good reason. Once you've never been in in that in realm. that realm, yeah, you know, it's like such a profound experience. This is the thing about hallucinogens too. What you just mentioned is you you don't. The, I think the real benefit of hallucinogenics is not during the trip. It's when you unpack it later. Yeah, and you you go into it and you're like, okay, let me unpack what how this was, what I was yeah. feeling, what I was Those emotions. That that to me is where you really get the value of it is is there. So like I was just like I'm ready to just be open to feeling this just wave of of just you know the the energy of the universe and the the sun was out dude and the sky was just and i looked at like the the window and there were just constellations just spinning and i could see like the energy fields just gases and shit and then i realized oh those are just streaks on the window but it but what where my mind took that was in this beautiful. Yeah. I, f- I saw it's like living it was like life stars. with the lens of a five year old who's never seen life before, and yeah. so it's just constant fascination. Yeah, and I think that's very beneficial. But there are people who are like, I take mushrooms every fucking day. I'm like, well, you must be fucking us. You must be an idiot. Yeah, because if they do that, they're probably well. Like, here's the thing: they've got to be there's, microdosing. There's, there's a threshold with drugs where it's like, if you're doing the drug more than you're sober, yeah. then that's your new sober. Right. So it, it doesn't have an impact anymore because it's just how you live in your way. And it's life. not healthy to, to be putting yourself there all no, the time. No, it's not. That's why you I have quit. to be here in reality. Yeah, you got it because it's, it's like you won't know beauty unless you know pain. Yeah. And I think that's what did it for you when you when you had the bad trip. That's what got you out was saying, if I'm sober and I've, and I've felt worse than this. Yeah. Then I know I can fucking handle this. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way. Cause it I was mean, like I wasn't afraid of well, what I was going to uncover in it. On the one hand, comparative analysis is like the cornerstone to rationalization of bad actions. Yeah. But on the other hand, if you're doing it against yourself, then it's, there's no harm in it. Like, mm. for instance, if you if you were to say, like, for a long time, I was like, well, you know, I, I drink a bottle of whiskey a day. At least I'm not doing coke and drinking a bottle of whiskey a yeah. day. Yeah. But then I'm like, that still doesn't justify me drinking a bottle of whiskey a day. Yeah. But if you're doing it as a, with yourself, like, oh, I get anxious sometimes when I'm sober as to when you're on mushrooms, then it's like that's actually that actually has sound arguments to it. Yeah. Well, and and you know, and it's the same thing as like comparing things uh, against other things and just comparing things against themselves within you. And like, yeah. you know, I've I've had trips on mushrooms that were not that great. And sure, I've, you know, you know, it's it's people are so afraid of what's back in their subconscious too. the they're, unknown they're fucking it, it isn't it crazy though it's your own brain yeah brain. you're afraid of your own brain yeah like that's where you're fighting that internal battle you could argue that's the dumbest that's the dumbest fear you could ever have it really is <laughs> because it's like these are just your experiences your life it's like but dude yeah that's the battlefront is you're you're trying to fight against your own mind like, right like so if you can just like let it come to you let it just let take it in like i said be an antenna which is how i felt it's like bro that's where you can really experience that beauty that you should when you're on mushrooms which is yeah such a beautiful appreciation for everything bro and i'm like you know in the past i'd be like man i don't even want to like i thought like the the thought of like aliens and stuff, but I'm like fuck it, come on down, like take me up there and take show me, show me what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I life I hadn't been if, all that great for me down here. I wouldn't mind aliens, doing something else here. I always found it funny. Aliens they always come down to earth and they always abduct some like farmer mm. or a cow. 
Yeah. Which are, and they always do anal probes, which first of all goes to show you the smartest life force in the cosmos are gay. Let's just take that down as a note. They like pegging. They like pegging. <laughs> the most intelligent life form. Also, why aren't they picking up monks or like some, you know, philosopher? They're like, we got to get Cletus up here. Yeah. He's the guy we're going to base humanity off of. Yeah. He comes up, calls him like space inwards and then like, yeah. like well, this guy's not smart at all. Yeah. And so uh, and also cows, we also know they're not vegan. You never see any kale getting beamed up on those fucking fields, you know? Yeah. They they're it's or they beam it up and then they go, oh shit! And they beam it back down. Yeah. And they pick up a cow. There's a lot of of things with those, you know, supposed encounters. What do you think about that? that? Do you think because I believe that we're there out there because if the universe is constantly expanding, much like John Goodman, mm-hmm. then uh, <laughs> you know, then there's no reason to believe that we're alone. I mean, there's 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 space that we can I, that we can observe. It's called like a, the observable space realm or whatever. And I don't know in, in science, but in the school of science, but there's, all, like there's also an entire part of space that we don't know how long it goes that we haven't even been able to observe yet. Yeah. So well, it's like there's here's the thing about space. No one can first prove off, anything. Here's the thing about space. First off, people like to say space is if it's just some outside thing that it's like. No, it's right out. It's thing. right above us. We're in space. No, yeah, we're right now. We're hurtling through space yeah. right now. Right on, now. On a whirling cinder. Think about it. If you can wrap your mind around that, which is not an easy thing to do, it's something that you're like, oh, we're this is all space. We're all in space right now. And yeah, we've got a nice little, you know, cover, uh, over, over the rock we're on to make sure that we can, you know, inhabit ignore the rock. It and ignore yeah, space. we can, we can, we're not in the vacuum, the total vacuum, but we're still in space, bro. And it's like, that to me is something that to, to answer the question you about aliens, I think it would be so intellectually dishonest to not, at least believe that it's very possible that they yeah, do exist. Aliens are like God. Maybe you can't prove anything. I, I wouldn't say it would be so implausible to say that maybe they exist somewhere, but we these two things haven't reached each other yet. Right. But if you really can even try to, f- there's no way to fathom how big the universe is. No. There's no way. There's no way. No way. It's it is con- finite. It's finite. Yeah. But even that is there's no way. No, there's no way. I mean, if you if you left right now on the Voyager, the Voyager spacecraft, you know, the the whole Carl Sagan pale blue dot uh, monologue that he gives where the Voyager took a picture of the Earth from like way out and you see Earth in a sunbeam and it's like it's such it's just a pale blue dot, you know. It's like that if if you that uh, craft now has left like our sun's gravitational pull it is out of the galaxy uh, right i guess not the galaxy sorry the, the solar system uh-huh. um and it's just off now it's out in interstellar space now like just floating away dude it would take four i think it was like forty two thousand years to reach uh the nearest star I want to say, because um, the nearest star is like uh, four light years away, I yeah, believe. Yeah, something like that. But light years are how much distance t- light travels in a year, which yeah, it's like light travels, uh, you know, uh, however many meters per second. Per I, second. I forget it. But, I mean, you're talking about something that... Well, that's why time relativity exists, is because it takes so long for the light to travel that you could see a star that doesn't even exist anymore. Right. So that's why guys that, like, they have, they've been, there's been a lot of... Uh, theories and a lot of scientists working in on CERN and things like this and astrophysicists that have been like, well, if you were in a black hole, you would age at half the rate. 
you would you uh, even though the duration of time would be that of yeah. you know 15 years you would have only aged you know half of that i find it interesting when we look at uh pictures from the hubble telescope of black holes you can we can see they there's, there's pictures of black yeah, holes i mean they even, look even if, even if aliens don't exist if black you know, holes exist there's a timeline where that we're probably in where they don't exist but there's one where they do exist there's one where we are the aliens you know what it's interesting though they look like eyes they're yeah, it's funny. Like uh, it? it's funny how walnuts look like the brain. How your your retina looks like a looks like a galaxy cluster. Mm-hmm. The space, the nature, and 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 we are an expression of nature. Yeah. we all look. We all have attributes that are that reflect each other. And but it's like the black hole to the infinite behind is the glint and in someone's eye, the pupil. Yeah, interesting because it's, it, it's just utter darkness. It is. Yeah, like the windows to the soul. You know, it's that's like, a beautiful thing. That's yeah. like. Have did you see Uncut Gems? I haven't yet. You got to see Jim. I heard it was good. You got to see Jim. Yeah, I, I do want to watch it. They, um, they kind of cover this. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I mean, uh, yeah, I feel like that, you know, that's the, that, that concept, the black hole is kind of what it's, I feel like it's a great like way to look at people's fear of the unknown in terms of hallucinogenic experiences. Right. You're, you're like, you feel like you might be going into a black hole yeah. that you'll never come you're out right. of. You're right. Yeah. And and that's the fear people have. But if you embrace it, yeah. And there's nothing to fear and death is not something to fear. It's like you can really truly be recept totally receptive yeah. to everything. And sounds, not, it sounds transcendent. Yeah. It, it's it's dude, I I absolutely I felt so much like these last few days, bro, I've I've felt happier. And oh, I'm I've, happy. I've felt like I really was cleansed. I've almost felt like I want to trip again and, and really not like right away, but like really trip again. And like, I don't know how much I took, but I didn't even measure it, but it, I, it was a lot. It, was it might've been close to a heroic dose. I don't think it was a heroic, heroic dose. Yeah. Five grams. <laughs> That's great. But I, I think mean, it's a good place to, to end it. You being happy. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was, it was nice, man. I like, I don't, uh, I know that that feeling, the, the distance you get from it further away from it, you kind of lose it, and that's why I think it's important that you do treat yourself to that experience it's like at it. least. It's like it. The people that left Derry, the the memories escaped them the further away from the town they got. Yeah, well, yeah. And, you know, the further distance you get from literally distance, yeah. time is distance. Yep. The further distance you get from it, you're you're really... Uh, your recollection you're kind of, of Yeah, you think you remember, but you, you kind of forget. Yeah. And then you go back, and you're like, oh, yeah. So that was where it was for me. It was great. I was I was very... Uh, happy that I did it and I was very like happy with just the feeling that I was like everything's okay you're at peace like it just was like everything's okay finally at peace yeah that's like, great everything's Cody. okay have so we, have we hit an hour we're at just right around an hour but we can take a, a quick break here if you're still let's take a break yeah perhaps let's do get that. some beverages and then we'll, yeah we'll, do we'll, that. We'll, we'll pick this back up all right healthy and delicious yes it is vodka tonic Uh, vodka tonic i haven't had one of those in a while though really well you're a beer guy mostly yeah well i'm a beer guy but if it's liquor it's i typically go with um whiskey or tequila oh tequila is like a stimulant i would say vodka would be maybe third really on your list of the the liquors i drink i like ipas because it's like white people get to drink malt liquor (laughs) ipas are good ipas (laughs) i like uh I definitely apologize. uh i like them because they're more bang for your buck yeah it's, it is it's if you're gonna spend ten dollars on a six case of beer you might as well get the eight percent well you got you go to a bar and it's like especially in uptown dallas it's like 
oh, it's $7 for a Bud Light, but it's $9 for an IPA, and I'm getting twice the amount of alcohol. Yeah, you're getting two beers. Yeah, so. You know what I was thinking? Like, women, because we, we wanted to talk about women, right? Yeah, yeah, so. Well, I, I had a thought earlier. First I off, uh, let's, let's, okay, let's start by ahead. saying uh, it's 2020, and yeah. I think for some reason this year feels to me like a, a significant year. It does. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Women's March, they're planning to do it again. They did it like a year ago, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. It was like this, or maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. But yeah, it was like this huge thing that now we're in 2020. It's election year. It's like, I feel like it's it's really going to ramp up with, you know, in terms of what I was saying earlier, the centennial of women's suffrage, and now we're yeah. this is a kind of a, a landmark year. The woman's march, the man. I haven't seen a street that bloody since since <laughs> Rwanda. <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to you're just trying to piss them off, aren't you? You're just trying to. <laughs> but See, like seriously, this is like provoking your audience when like you're on, on stage yeah. and you just say like here's where I'm at with this. I don't want to just say crazy shit or like like like. I had a joke I was doing uh, that I've kind of started working on recently where I was like, uh, there's some things men are better at than women. And I know when I say that, it's kind of the same. It'll elicit the same reaction as when I say I'm not proud of being American, which is yeah. that people will automatically be no, like, but oh, like you make your you. point and they should listen to you. Yeah. But then I'm like, yeah, there's some things men are better at than women, like suicide, you know, like and it, yeah. it's like, OK, I've read the stats. Yeah. Men, women attempt it more, but men do it more. Oh, they it's, actually successfully it's do it. we way more. Uh, you like, know, we're better at being homeless. That's like, true. What much more homeless? That's true. There's a lot. I've never. I've seen maybe two homeless women in my life. <laughs> Seriously, well, in <laughs> I'm Austin, I'm not kidding. In Austin, you see a lot of them. Yeah, I'm sure. You in do. Austin, you do, but yeah, well, th- those aren't homeless people. Here, those are people waiting for the band to open. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, and it's just a real problem there. But yeah, if you're here in in Dallas, if like I feel like Deep Elms, where you see more bums than anywhere. Yeah, you do a lot. Uh, but yeah, they're like always, almost always guys. Uh, there are some women. They're yeah. clearly crackheads. You, I mean, most uh, of the time, it, it's. Uh, yeah. I've never seen a fat homeless woman. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> neither have I. Yeah, but um, I mean, these are things that I feel like w- should get talked about with men's mental health and men's struggles with feeling like we're second to the women and children like our our well-being is taken for granted more it's It's, yeah it's disposable and if you have as a man like emotional instability or you know you're feeling sort of just like you can't deal with it like it's it's more looked at as a weakness with men uh especially when you look at like the way that men kind of are, you know, the mentality of like always trying to like prove who's the mo- most macho in the room type thing and alphas and betas and shit. It's like if you're showing weakness or emotion or like, you know, like you're having that moment, like I feel like a lot of people will and women, too, I think will will perceive you even if not consciously, subconsciously as like he's not strong enough to uh, mate with to, to mate with. And yeah. And so men are forced for uh purposes of social acceptance to to shove all that shit down yeah and it makes it worse it doesn't help anything no, it, it actually help it makes everything worse and i think that's, that's a big reason why you see yeah i mean suicide the, rates women, women, women are so always higher. like there was a big mural in chicago and it had a bunch of women that had like blase faces and it said stop asking women to smile I'm like i've never done that yeah who is this mural for and it's in the middle of the town square like yeah. right in the dead center giant mural I'm like yeah first of all not only have i never said it i've never heard anyone complain about it being said yeah well also 
you'll you'll see Which women I know you'll probably, see women complain about getting catcalled, but then they get to the point where they're not attractive anymore and nobody does catcall them and then they're like I kind of feel like I miss being well, th- at objectified. That, at that point, they don't call it catcalling. They're like, I wish someone would flirt with me. Yeah. And it's like... Even the hairy-ass construction worker that was like, hey, sweetheart, hey, hey, smile more. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of unfair things about being a woman. Sure. I, yeah. There's there's inequality with each gender, but to be like... There's also to, a lot of unfair like, things about being a man. Women though. are the only gender that has these d- aspersions cast upon them and these terrible inequalities that are in their gender and their all these social norms and the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, men are uh, evil, always evil, and everything's great for them. I'll, That's not true. Yeah. First of all, not all of us are evil. There are some rapists, terrible fucking assholes, actual true misogynists. Yeah. Then there's guys that are just guys, and we have to put up with never being able to show emotion, never being able to cry, never yeah. being able to say like you know anything, yeah, and uh, bite our tongue at every corner, yeah. And you just get to go around and have free drink spot for you, and get to fucking cry all you want. Well, and well guess what? That's why we get that seven cents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So uh, I, I've, I've had too I, much to drink. I, I want to have some nuance in this. Let's with this uh, because I'm sorry. I do I do think it's important that. We have a discussion that really does try to Branch be empathetic reach, here. Reach the people. Yeah, but like to me, it's I. I think that I'm as a guy. I think I'm just. I see a lot of things with women that it's not fair. Okay, so let's say, for instance, uh, as a woman, it, it's not fair that your your attractiveness, your physical appearance has so much more to do with your success when you're a woman than it does when you're a man. That's true. That's not not fair at all. 100%. Because men, you don't have to be a good looking guy. No, it's not fair for the woman. It's not fair for the woman. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. Yeah. So it it does suck as a woman that your ability to go far in life, the further you based on like has a lot to do with how much a guy could be butt ugly, but he could be a computer scientist and make eight figures a year. Yeah. A woman can be butt ugly. She works in a nail salon with a couple of other immigrants. And, 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 as a guy, if you're a, a attractive dude, you will get benefits from that too. The attractive people get more opportunities. Yeah, a in lot life. of the, a it lot of these is what it is. But if you're a man and you're not attractive, it's not necessarily a hindrance. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not a death nail. Whereas if you're a woman and you're just disgustingly gross it's and ugly, it's the final straw. You're, you're never getting anywhere. You're kind of fucked. But I will say this: a lot of the uh, pr- pretty a majority of the gender inequalities that people kvetch about on either side mm-hmm. apply to each side. Yeah. So like women being like, well, if a woman's not attractive, they don't get a job. It's like, well, guys are all, pretty people in general are favored. Yeah. And 100%. ugly people in general are discriminated against. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, uh, I get women get sexually assaulted. Yeah. Well, people in general Men get assaulted. Se- all assaulted. And, yeah. Which you know, is worse. It's like, uh, here's an example. To, here's an example. When I lived in New York, man, you know, uh, women will always talk about well, you don't have to be afraid all the time of men. Actually, yeah, I, I do. do. I do. More so for different you. reasons. They're not going to stab you. And if they do, that's a rarity. Yeah. They'll yeah. stab They'll me. They'll stab you chance. with their dick. Me and you, we have like, <laughs> we have like stab me eyes. Dude, I. We both have very wide almond night, eyes. Every night when I would walk home from my stage, train station in Brooklyn to my apartment, I always would have just my eyes to both sides. Oh, walking, yeah. walking, kind of looking to my sides and then really so my peripherals could see behind me as well. I was always paying attention bro you have because, to you have to yeah i'm i'm just as fearful of like getting jumped that's by a good some point fucking dude 
as as you are of getting raped by some dude. Yeah. And you know, I'm not saying like what's what's better. They're getting, not like, equal. Getting the shit beat out of you or getting raped. No comparison. Both of them suck. They both suck. They both suck. I'd say rape's worse. I'd say rape is worse. But it doesn't disqualify the fact that, that men I'm, also I'm have afraid. to be always afraid of men. But you know what else is you know what's worse because than you know rape? Why? Because you know what's worse than rape? Being murdered. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Kind of worse than rape. Yeah, that's true. So well, no, if I'm really. afraid of maybe some guy pulling a gun on me and possibly me no, you're right. Being it, in it, a, it is worse than rape because at least with rape you get to come. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. Oh, fucking heck. Uh, although some do, women do come with rape. That's is a that phenomenon. True? I believe so. Oh, I think I've read those articles. Like I've read like of testimonials of people being like, I, I came when I was uh, assaulted. And well, like, you want to. It's terrible. Let's, let's go into even more interesting thing. I was listening to a Patrice uh, O'Neill uh, conversation he had with a caller. Uh, do you, have you ever heard that show, The Black Phillip Show? All the time. It, okay. uh, it upped my game like threefold. Okay. So there was one guy that called into that show and he was talking about, he's like, hey, oh man, Patrice, like, I, my girl, like, I don't get it. Like, I go down on her and like, it's awesome. But then it's like, when she gets close, she starts pushing me away. And it's like, I don't get it. Like, why doesn't she want to like come with me? And he's like, oh, that's some childhood shit. And I was like, oh, f- oh. fuck. He's like, yeah, that's like some, some like, stuff that happened when she was like a, at a very young age and like if a, a little girl gets molested um or worse gets raped yeah you know but like molested where you're this it's this weird conflicting feeling he's of, an adult I, this I feels good yeah. but it's very i know this is wrong right you know so it's like that's the same thing if you're talking about like a woman orgasming during a rape it's like you it may feel good but it's wrong so yeah. there's this weird conflicting yeah, kind of thing that goes on. Yeah, it's 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 real it's something that I don't I have no idea how you would There's even There's like deep this psychological yeah, implications. Yeah, and we're not going to even attempt no, to try. No, because but we would sound like fucking buffoons. Exactly, we're not women. But my my real thing is is like I feel like this is it we're in a time here in 2020. I feel like men are it, the pendulum of the me too and the f- uh third wave like craziness feminists that have gone to extreme lengths to try to vilify um, men and, and white men specifically, you know, that swung so far that now I do feel like the pendulum is swinging back somewhere towards uh, a middle, a middle somewhere. ground. And that's, that's where I want it. I don't yeah, want that. I, I want. never want the pendulum on the, uh, on the extreme side. It's not good for anyone. I want that's it in the, the direct middle where it's like, look, everyone's the devil. Everyone has evil inside them. It's not just white men. Also, women. Well, to go back to Peterson, that's something he says in in, in his yeah, lectures. Like you he, have to acknowledge the monster that exists within yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. If you don't believe it's there, then you're in trouble. It has nothing to do with race or what gender you are. It has everything to do with being a human being, which human we condition. all are. Yeah. It bothers and me. It bothers me when people like try and segregate people by being woke. Yeah. Well, it's it, it, dude. It's it's like moral posturing, and this is this is something that another one of these realizations I had recently about the way that feminism really kind of uh, it basically postulates that their viewpoints are the most like right moral, you know, method of, of living life. And the way that they look at the world is like the way that everyone should look at the world. And like, if you don't agree with them, then you're morally corrupt, so to speak. That's the exact same thing that Christians do. Literally the exact same thing. Yeah. They will, if you don't believe what they believe, you're, even if you're a good dude, and this is like uh, morality absent of religious belief, All it's right. a thing. It exists. And in fact, it's, it's more 
to me, noble because you're not doing it for something other than just that it's the right thing to do is to be a good person. Right. I don't need a God to stand over me and tell me to do, be no, a good person. Yeah, the fear of I just know that if I do something bad to a person, it makes me feel bad. Exactly. And that's what guides me is my knowing innately well, that's in a myself. Tr- that's a true moral compass instead of one that's manufactured by a fictional character. Yeah. Well, that's and, like and, if I was like, and I don't agree with like what I'm the, getting out of feminism is it's a, a manufactured moral compass. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not based in doing the right thing. It's based in we want to be right. We want to be this the is what ones I've been that told are dictating right. the moral. I've been told uh, this is right. Yeah. Like standards of, of the society. And it's like, do you have some points on some things? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But also if you're, going to believe something so stalwartly that you think everything you believe is beyond reproach yeah. and let's make no mistake feminism is a belief system then you by definition are being dogmatic you're being ignorant that's you're, true you're too dogmatic it's in your the views. same thing with christians as you mentioned them with you don't when you don't agree with them they go oh you're going to hell you don't agree with the feminist oh you're a nazi it's like yeah well what the fuck this isn't any different you're just a dogmatic piece of crap yeah it's like look i'm all for equality i yeah. love women I well love first equal- off let's let's stop right here real quick and i'll let you f- continue go ahead there is no such thing as equality to think that equality will ever exist in the fucking no, it jungle doesn't. it doesn't black philip time there ain't no there's equality no, there's on no the safari there ain't no equality men and women are different in the amazon men and women are different therefore there cannot be equal because yep. difference is not equal equality yeah. difference equals difference yeah but that doesn't mean we can't coexist so the, that the doesn't whole, mean that people can't get along the whole debate is framed around a false premise of equality that can never exist it's impossible it yeah. won't Ever so happen. they're a gerbil on the wheel, continuously running for nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, could we strive to get as close to equality as we can? That sure, we we should want that. I mean, uh, who wouldn't? If you, unless you're shit, Matt, Excuse me, but um, to 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 not for me to say that equality can never exist is not me being misogynistic. It's me being a fucking pragmatic, you know, uh, person about just how the world is, how the world works, and you get older. And this is why older as I've gotten older, it's like, dude, I just, you know, I see idealism all over the place, but like misguided idealism is the biggest problem. It's like you don't understand that what you're trying to achieve is never going to happen. Why don't we try to figure out some things we can achieve? Why don't we try to have a conversation that's productive instead of combative? Right. Like we don't. A lot of people, the, you know, the far right is awful. The far left is equally awful. Yeah, well, it's, both it's a lesson if you look at it objectively to where extremism can take you. Yeah, and it never ends well. I mean, even though I mean, I think it's like just look at even guys that are somewhat moderate, but are considered like uh, you know extreme pundits on their side. Bill O'Reilly on the right and Bill Maher on the left. Yeah. Each of them just provoke argument. There's right. no solution made on either of their shows. They just further their ratings through creating conflict. You know, yeah, it, absolutely. And they know that. They but know like, that, but it's still, but people listen to them as if they are genuinely trying to find a solution, and they're not. Well, if I they think, were, they'd say, let's fucking forget about right and left. Yeah. Let's think about what it's like to be a human being. Yeah. Let's think about what it's like on the base human emotions and values and priorities that we can do to work together. Yeah. And no I'll, one's I'll ever give, willing to do that because there's no I'll, money in I'll that. I'll give there's Bill no Maher more, I, I, more credit. I think Bill Maher actually, he gives a platform he to does. a lot of conflicting yeah. voices on his show. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And Even if he like, disagrees with them, yeah. he's giving them a platform and he's not just... Like he had a, a guy on his show that was like this black dude who's like an NRA uh, conservative guy. Uh, right he's guy. like a yeah he's he's a a big uh, like figurehead or something yeah. you know uh, one of their kind of champions for Gunman. gun control and and he's a black dude 
and he was sitting down with Bill Maher, and you know, obviously Bill Maher didn't agree with him, but you know, they had a they had a conversation that you, that's you felt Bill, like that's something Bill O'Reilly would never, you know, do. and it, uh, oh yeah, no, for sure, Bill Bill O'Reilly, one hundred percent, I with asshole. what you said, yes, but um, but you know, to the point, it's like there's uh, there's a lot of people that would say uh, if you're a moderate, like they'll they'll shame you for it. They'll be like, oh. You like take a stand for something, yeah, you know. I know. Like, as I, as you're as a moderate. Being a moderate oh, doesn't you just want to sit in the middle and not. No, I don't have to choose a side, <laughs> exactly. motherfucker. You know, because I understand the reality of everything, which is that it's all gray. It's all gray. It is all gray. It's all gray, dude. There is no such thing as black and white in no, this there world. Isn't. There it doesn't isn't. exist. You're right. Um, you want to hear this is off topic for picking it. So you'll, I think you'll appreciate this because right. uh, this sound doesn't seem to to convey to a lot of people, but I was, uh, I was thinking about the word gray and gray. Uh, a lot of people will spell it G R A Y. And then a lot of people will spell it G R E Y. And I was like, what is the correct spelling? So I was like Googling, what's the correct spelling of gray? Well, turns out there isn't necessarily a correct way to spell it. So the word gray spelling is gray. (laughs) Exactly. There's a lot of gray area (laughs) in and how to spell gray area. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, but and I spell gray G R A Y T. Yeah, that's yeah. more of the uh, American. It's more of like the no. I spell gray uh, with an E. Actually. European or when British. I spell, it's like saying favorite with the extra U in there. Yeah, so it's, I think it's more. I, I think the A is more of the American. Is that really? Yeah. So I've been spelling it the European way. Um, I guess so. Well, then maybe I should start. Hey, you know what I figured out? Because I got British neighbors right now. Yeah. They're great people, Christine and Phil. Shout out if you're listening. They're not. <laughs> um. I thought, wouldn't it be funny if uh, the Westboro Baptist Church went to the UK and their their hate speech signs turned into an an anti smoking campaign? <laughs> yeah. God hates fags. It's yeah. like, yeah, well, I shouldn't smoke. I know that. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. We're talking about gay people. They're like, well, the, we well, call we call them cigarettes here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah can uh, I bum a fag off? Yeah. Yeah. Can I bum a fag? I go. That's not yeah. for me to say. I did it in yeah. college once. I don't know. Um. I actually have a joke that I do that about the Westboro Baptist Church. And my friend, this is Austin. Are they you. still around, by the way? Uh, yeah. No, they fuck still exist. Them. Fuck them. Uh, Go ahead. I love but my joke. friend uh, who is like really kicking some serious ass in Austin right now, uh, George, he uh, he and I were talking about stuff with Austin comedy scene and all this. And I, I do this joke and I'm like, the joke is the Westboro Baptist Church uh, carries signs that say God hates fags. And I'm like, it's like, do these people read the Bible? Like, honestly. Like God hates women. He makes it so <laughs> <You> clear <read. laughs> if you read it, right? And and that's not even my stance on women. That's just the objective, the Judeo Christian, the text, yeah, kind of traditionalistic mindset of men are the breadwinner and women are the subservient. You know, yeah. uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. I think Gomorrah's wife or Sodom Sodom's wife became a pillar of salt because she turned around to go find her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened in the they're, bible yeah no they're but, like god's like bitches be shopping but but here's the thing that what i was gonna say is george is, is pretty savvy in the austin comedy scene and so he's been around for longer than me and he's kind of knows kind of the vibes of the scene and like the stuff that you know people are the, the trends if you will but he's like yeah dude don't say fags on stage and i'm like but it's important to the bit yeah. and it's not me saying it it's them saying it, and yeah. I'm repeating well, the it, and I'm making fun of if it. If it's in quotes, then it's fine. And if you're making fun of it, then yeah, it's fine. But it's like if I say the Westboro Baptist Church carries signs that say God hates fags, did I say anything? No, you said what, I said you what, said they what they the do. signs they wrote said. Yeah, exactly. But That's it's stupid. such a PC's It's bullshit. such a word that people, it's a trigger word that people like, I don't even care what you have to say. You said a trigger word. Yeah, fuck that. It's like, 
there's black dudes that say the N-word. I, of course, there's black dudes that say the N-word. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's white dudes no. that say the N-word. <laughs> they never, maybe there are some black guys that actually say N-word and don't actually say it. You're right. But, uh, you know, the point is it's just like you don't let context c- get factored in in, the, in any of this. And you, you just let your mind decide based on one thing, one word, whatever. The wall's up. You're not going to hear anything I have to say now. How the fuck are we supposed to have any sort of communication, any sort of you know, uh, coming to maybe some sort of consensus of agreement on things. Like maybe we don't agree on everything, but maybe we can find common ground yeah. that we can all kind of understand more of the nuance of the individual and every person's different and every, you know, that's why I hate such, you know, the, the polarized kind of uh, world that we live in now. It's because it's like, you can't just put people in a like neat little box. That's not, you can't do that. It's not like, not only is it uh, not like, correct but it's like it's such a just intellectually just dishonest kind of way to like really perceive things because you're not really trying to understand another human no, being no you're right the best empathy, way to, the we best way to look at for everyone even people that are murderers we should try to find some empathy yeah. in there somewhere the best way to look at life i think is like a, a philosophy i established when i was like 14 so take over the grain of uh bath salt <laughs> but here, here's my idea is like just treat people on a person to person basis instead of having preconceived notions when you're talking to them and approaching them before you've even spoken a single word to them. The idea is if someone's an asshole to you, well, then that person's an asshole. Right. And if they're not an asshole, well, then they're not an asshole. Well, and, 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 so, and, and, and that's a great way to go about life. You're going like, hey, you, you never change. You're like, I'm going to treat everyone nice. Yeah. And so and but if that person's a dick, you go. That person's a dick. No, it doesn't matter if they're Mexican, Asian, black, white, woman. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. like you shouldn't let a person who's an asshole be like, oh, well, every one of that kind of person is an asshole. Yeah. That makes you an asshole. Okay, well, let's take this a step further, dude. Maybe they are an asshole, right? Maybe they are an asshole. Well, yeah. They Why are. are they an asshole? Maybe they're hurting. Yeah, you know exactly, what I mean? exactly. Maybe they're hurting. Maybe, and maybe they needed that comfort. Maybe they need your empathy about the pain that they're experiencing, that they're displacing on you through their assholery because they're hatred of themselves right and general and like i said extremism is bad generalization is in a is a it's form like of extremism a seeking of understanding yeah, about I agree with why you. people it's are like the, it's the like the bully are. it's like the bully at school that is a bully because he has so much his pain. parents treat him like shit yeah, at home so and much he pain. doesn't feel loved and if he had a true friend it would change his ways yeah absolutely that's to me that's a very healthy way to try to like approach anything and it's I not agree. easy it is not no it's not there's easy. a lot of falling down and getting back up but it, yeah. it, but the, but it's what humanity deserves and people suck but you don't suck remember the that easy, listeners exactly the easy thing is to put somebody in a box and forget about them that's easy to do yeah it's not so easy to try to understand them and understand why they feel the way they feel and what they why what drives their behavior what they why they do the things they do and you know, that's something I struggled with and, and only recently, you know, I had posted on Facebook. I don't know if you saw that post. I guess no. you, it was it was me really just kind of like I did see that breaking post. down like I did see my that own shortcomings in terms of like my feeling like I love how I one, one of the one of the women, one of the people on your comments went. Uh, all comedians suffer. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps, which, by the way, is impossible. To oh, somebody do. said that. I didn't even see that comment. Have you ever heard that? The, if you think about it logically, think it was about an overwhelmingly think, think positive. About it, reply, think about it logically. Think about that. it logically. Having a daughter is the ultimate cuck. No, um, <laughs> uh, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. That's an impossible thing to do. In fact, the phrase "pick yourself up by your bootstraps" originally started to mean 
doing something that's impossible. Yeah. And now it means try and pick yourself back up. Why don't we just yeah. say that? Because if you have bootstraps and you're standing, you mm-hmm. can't pick yourself up because your your gravity is going down. Yeah. Well, anyway. and then when when somebody gets uh, crucified in the court of public opinion, be it uh, for Facebook, legitimate Twitter. valid reasons or for maybe not, it's so easy for everyone else to just pile on that person. It is. And it's like that. It's a feeding frenzy. Yeah. It, and, it, it, and it's like that's what social media has become. That's what our society has really started to be such a like generalizing sort of type of people where we don't really seek to understand our fellow man, our fellow woman. You know, we're, we're more just like we want to it's it's just easier to put you here and I don't have to like I just know what you are. It's easy. It's 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 doesn't require a lot of like real examination. And really when you look at it from other people back to a, a Jordan Peterson thing, it comes a lot of times back to self-examination. Yeah. To realize your own monster, to help empathize with the person's monster. And maybe their monster's manifesting now, but who says your monster can't manifest later? Dude, uh another thing he had said uh keep on harping on Peterson, but, uh, the, the different, um, type of like moods you feel, uh, he was actually, this is Freud, but like they have their own personality. Like they're their own, like who the person you are when you're angry, when you're feeling jealous or no, it's like a demon that possesses you. It takes over. And then you go back and later you're feeling calm and okay. And you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe that was me. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I did that. It was like a different person. So it like took on your own, like, different states of mind take on their own personality. It's a different Cody, each emotion. You. Yeah. You know, it's a I'm different not, Hank. I'm not, clearly not the guy that was on the phone with you a few weeks ago when no, I was you, in you, my room. And I wasn't the guy who legit, was on the phone like, with you a few weeks yeah, ago. Exactly. So to me, like you you if you lack that real like empathy of of yeah. the person, it's probably because you really don't in, inspect your own Well that's why I was gonna I, that's why I haven't seen the clip you've mentioned about Peterson talking about Chaos versus order and chaos being a more feminine trait. And mm-hmm. I'd say it mostly is because women are primarily driven by emotion. Yep. And emotion, as in this case, is very chaotic. Volatile and chaotic. Yep. And uh, not just the birth thing, which I can also get behind as an right. analogy. Sure. But I think men generally use more so logic and uh, mm-hmm. a harsh understanding of just the facts. Yeah. And uh, that's not as pretty and it's not as uh, confluent with how your life plays out. Right. But it's it's more conducive to a reasonable person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Reasoning, man. It's it's really just... Have you ever seen... Uh, what's that Jack Nicholson movie where he's the writer and he goes after that younger girl and he has OCD and he steals... Verdal, the 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 young dog uh, from from that uh, actor. Remember the movie? He's a writer and he's OCD. He, he opens up. He uses. He has like a thousand bars of soap. Opens uh-huh. one, washes his hands, throws the bar away after one use. I think it was called like something must give or everything. Uh, so, everything is something or something like that. Uh, but but there there there's a scene in the movie and I love Jack Nicholson to my deepest heart. Yeah. he's the best. So. He he's a writer in the movie and he writes books and so he goes to go visit the girl at work that's like the waiter or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like I know she's trying to apply for a job in an office so he goes to the office where she's going to her application and she he walks in and she's like I don't want to see you right now Tom or whatever his name is and so he leaves and there's a female receptionist and uh, she goes oh my god Mr. Smith I love your book so much you write for women so well how do you write for a woman 
He goes, first I think of a man, then I take away reasoning and responsibility. Yeah, okay. And, I, he, and then the elevator doors close. <laughs> I, I have seen that clip. I have, I don't think I've seen that full movie, but I have, I know I've seen that clip Nicholson's somewhere. Nicholson's a king, dude. Yeah. Nicholson's a king. Uh, he, yeah, he's a great actor, dude. Um, he's probably on his way. Who, let's talk about this. Celebrity Death Pool 2020. Nicholson's on his way out. Yeah, Nicholson. He's he's definitely. First of all, no, but you know who's a for sure, like a like a total lock. Who? Larry King. Ha! <laughs> Larry King. He's out. I don't know, man. Larry King looks like one of those guys. He might just live into his hundreds, dude. Like like Kurt uh Kurt Douglas, Kirk Douglas. Yeah, uh, Kirk I Douglas. Mean, you know how old Kirk Douglas is? He's a hundred and one. Are you serious? I'm not even fucking. Holy you. shit! He's a hundred and one years old. I had no idea. And at a hundred, like a year ago, they were like interviewed him, like, what, "What's your advice for your longevity?" Or like, do you have any last words you would like to say to people? He's like, hopefully. He's like, I'll see you at 200. Like, he still has his wit. Yeah. And it's like, how is it that <laughs> his son, Eric Douglas, was both outlived by Kirk and Michael Douglas? Yeah. And then Michael Douglas gets cancer from eating pussy. And meanwhile, Kirk Douglas is like a fucking mummified lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird family dynamic. He That's. Yeah, he looks like a dead man walking. I'd say if you want, you want to pick one. There's your for me, Kurt, Kurt Douglas. Yeah, oh it's yeah. his year right At now. At one hundred one, no one goes to one hundred two in America, dude. In China, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I love how there's always like the you always see the same article. Oldest person wor- in the world dies. Yeah, that happens every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Third. oldest person in the world dies. New award for oldest person in the That's world. That's kind of like the Mitch Hedberg. Somebody took a picture of me when I was younger. Every picture yeah. is a pic. Every person that's oldest it's like, it's like oldest in the world that dies was the oldest person exactly. in the world that died. That's you a great know? joke. Oldest person like, in the world dies. In response, the new oldest person in the world says, fuck, I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, I, I I thought, too, that if I if I don't ever get famous from stand-up, I just hope I live a long time. Because you so can too. You can just get famous, famous for from, not dying. For longevity. Yeah. If you can just not die for a long time... <laughs> You'll get famous. That's true. You'll get famous. Yeah. You'll get like a Wikipedia. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? Ooh, dude. Like, give me, give me like at least one of them. Like a movie where it felt as if though you were trapped. Like you were like, this is so bad. Dude. Oh my gosh, that's a really difficult question. Um, Just pick one. It doesn't have to be Howard the Duck. Is probably (laughs) up there. Does Michael Richards have a hairpiece in that? I don't uh, even no, know. No, no, it's no, such a, uh, a Jason Alexander. fucking terrible Jason movie. Alexander, George Costanza is in the movie. And I felt bad for the whichever dwarf played Howard the Duck. It's like dwarfs have a hard enough time making it now in Hollywood. And, make, and uh, now you're putting a mask. Now, now nobody knows who he is. It's like fucking Peter well, Dinklage. Like, yeah, it's a hard enough time. <laughs> I love the because the thing about Peter. It's like, Dinklage, is it not hard enough? Now you got to fucking cover this motherfucker up. You don't even get that a, notability. Put him in a duck. Costume, as if it's not embarrassing enough yeah. being for a Even the munchkins, I mean, they were dressed up in makeup, but, yeah, but they were was, still themselves. Them. Yeah, they could get pussy from them. Yeah, this guy's in a fucking no guy, shitty no duck midget, outfit. No dwarf is getting pussy going, yeah, see that duck? That's me in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to see me in a movie? She's like, that's not you. He's like, no, I promise I it's prom- me. <laughs> She's like, no, yeah. But even uh-huh. gr- yeah, that's the greater I bit. That's <laughs> That's such dude, a great bit. Dude. Is the dwarf that lies about being the duck yeah. <laughs> to try to get pussy? Bro, I would hey, totally. that's me and that duck. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it was me. It was me. It was me. And then the, the, the credits come by. But that's not your name. I changed it. <laughs> the notoriety became so great, I had to change my name. Like Ringo Starr, he did it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did. He was short. Yeah. Remember that guy? The the luckiest musician that ever lived. Probably. He For was like, sure. ba- no, no, no. I take that back. He's probably on par, like tied. With uh, 
Meg White. Meg is up White. There. That's what I that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah Meg White. Because have Terrible. you have you heard her drumming? Terrible. It's, it's all Jack White. It's literally like a high schooler learning to drums, yeah. drumming ability, and Jack White just takes the reins. Yeah. And now it's weird. Everyone thought they were married, and then they found out they, were, they thought they were brother and sister, but they're actually married. Yeah. Are they still married? I thought they got divorced. They got divorced. You know what movie I watched that they were in? Both of them. They were in uh, Coffee and Cigarettes, a Jim Jarmusch movie. Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. It's a great movie. It's got Bill Murray, Steve Buscemi, the Wu-Tang Clan, Megan Jack White. It's like a series of short sketches where mm-hmm. it's all in black and white and everyone's drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And it's just conversations. It's really kind of an artsy film, but it's a good one. Sounds, Get super drunk and high and like watch it. it. Yeah. And then you'll enjoy yourself. There you go. All right. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe, maybe for kind of a final closing segment here, I'll ask you this. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in 2020 with the election? I think 2020 uh, on par with Adam Friedland. Shout out to the Come Boys, Come Town Podcast. Nick Mullen. I know those guys. Yeah. Stavros. Stavi. Yep. He's yep. coming to Dallas soon. Is he? Yeah. I'm going to go. Nice. Um, I agree with the bug uh, that fucking... 2020 is the year of incest. People are going to get so woke that they're going to be like, we should just fuck our relatives. Oh, God. I'm serious. It's already making its way. You watch porn, right? It's everywhere. It's a, You don't even have... Uh, incest porn, you used to have to go to categories. Yeah. Now it's on the front fucking page. Yeah. If that's not a psych psyop or whatever they call it, like a psychological operation by the deep state, like, <laughs> tell me about it, man. They're fucking trying to get us into fucking our I'm going to guess it's probably an operation of the algorithms that, that show what most... <laughs> It's a, what it's the most viewed yeah. videos are, putting it on the front page. It's an algo. Probably what it is. Algo. Which doesn't really have an agenda. It's an no, algorithm. Okay, you know what? Okay, you want my real answer? Uh, I was going to say that as like a bit, but uh, gee, I don't know. I think t- I think uh, there's two options because uh, as with everything, there's, there's, there's a split divide. It's either 2020 is going to be the year that it goes from the extreme left back to the middle, which we can hope for, or to the right, which I wouldn't like, but I'd like it more than this communistic censorship. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or or it's going to remain at the left, and there's going to be a civil war. Okay. Okay. How about, how about a follow-up question to that, then? Um, the impeachment. Do you think that hurts or helps Trump? Helps him. He's gonna, the Senate's all red. They're not going to do anything about it. He's going to stay in office, and he's going to use this as a platform piece for his campaign in 2020. Base. They tried to impeach me. Fake Congress. Fake impeachment. They couldn't even do that. Now, why no. would they take me down now? Let's keep America great, people. LGBT. First of all, L, best part about it. Yeah. GBT, take it or leave it. Yeah. Which it's, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a little funny that the same party that's that's claiming that uh, a president, a sitting president, you know, trying to leverage his position of authority to solicit political favors from a foreign, al- uh, you know, like that that's not an impeachable thing. But they they uh, impeached a guy for lying about getting a blowjob. Yeah, that's bullshit. Complete bullshit. And he's a pedophile. Yeah, he is a pedophile. We should have impeached him for that. We should have impeached him for it, but we didn't know. We didn't know. Epstein, how many trips that he had made? Dude. He's probably building St. James. I, I actually... You want to hear a crazy conspiracy theory? He's yeah. not really dead. They just took him out of there, and now he's off Where is on he that in island. South America with Hitler and like, Tupac. Yeah, like, but I mean, probably he's dead. But <laughs> I mean, dude, it's so fucked up. The whole thing is fucked up. But the whole thing I, is. I, I think that in 2020, bro, what like, do you think is going to happen? I, it's impossible to say this. It's too early. What is? But give, just give it a guess. I'm not. I don't know. You asked me this question. I guessed. I, I feel like. Well, to the, my question of impeachment, I agree. I think it. I think it actually helps Trump more than it hurts him. Yeah. I think the Democrats. That's I think like, he'll win again. They, I, that, I don't. Can I just say on the record, I've never voted. Call me a coward for not doing my civic duty. But guess what? You voted for somebody that contributed to Trump winning. So fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, well. But yeah. So but, I think he'll win again. But go ahead. 
uh, I mean, I think it's very, very, very likely he could win again. Yeah. He might. Who do you think is the front runner if he if he wouldn't win? I think again. the only candidate that might be able to to actually uh, challenge him is is Bernie Sanders. He's, I agree. he's the only one. He's the only guy that's so also he's extreme. He's the only the candidate. And if the DNC learned anything from the last election in 2016, it's that the party wanted Bernie. They didn't want Hillary. The super delegates yeah. wanted Hillary. You're right. You're right. Bernie you know, was the people's candidate. It was the people's choice. Yeah. yeah. And, and when you don't didn't like him, when you don't nominate the people's choice, you lose a lot of the people. They're sure there were the people that were in Bernie's camp that were like well, so I I, about yeah. Bernie, and then Hillary got the nomination. They're like, well. I still got to vote for Hillary. Exactly. But a lot of people like who are in Bernie's camp, such as me, were like, I'm not even fucking voting. Yeah, same. I love Bernie. I would have voted. I would have voted. I would have voted for Bernie I, if you hadn't it been stands, just like... It stands to be, again, so DNC, if you're listening right now, if you don't nominate Bernie, I'm not going to vote the, in the 2020 yeah. election. Guys, DNC, get Bernie on the fucking dog. Get Bernie on the fucking... I mean, like, it's common sense here. Get him on the roster. It's But, yeah, man, I, I think that... Uh, it's it's really going to be interesting to see how all this plays out in the next you know nine months ten yeah. months and whatever. I think, I think people just with the number twenty twenty as a year think this is an important year. Well, it's it, even and it's yeah. the end of a decade and yeah. it's like something's got to change. I mean, it is an important year. I mean, it is Trump is year. the most you know lightning rod president I've ever seen he's, in my life. Honestly, it's it's here's here's my political stance. I I'm I'm a Bernie man. I want universal health care. I want free college. But I want Trump to be in the limelight until the day I die. <laughs> he's the most entertaining motherfucker ever. He's he's definitely the biggest troll of all time. It's th- he's I've said it since he was r- doing his speeches for his campaign initially no. in 2016. I said to my parents when I was living at home, I said, "This is the best the best com- best comedian comedian that I've ever seen." Yeah, and, and they go, "He's not a comedian. He's a, trooper. He's, not a culture. he's a fucking comic." Yeah, he's a comic. He he's just he's having fun and he's just saying whatever he thinks Nor- is going to make people cheer. The great Norm Macdonald said that I don't think Trump cares about winning. I think he cares about winning the room he's playing that night. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I, f- I would agree with that. I yeah. think he's he's definitely um, a guy that, uh, you know, he could – He it's scary to think of another four years with him, but we just went through four years with him. And if and we had to go through another four, fine. we're okay. There's no nuclear war. Yeah. You know, we're, you know it's funny. If 15 years ago someone told you that Dennis Rodman and Donald Trump were going to solve the North Korea crisis, you wouldn't believe them. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that's scary about a guy like Trump to me is the how he might pave the way for the idi- idiocracy, idiocracy that we all are afraid of. Yeah. Because he already has. I think it's too late for that. It's has. too late for that. He definitely but has. let's just hope that he gets out and Bernie gets in and he can restore some Some order, common sense. Some common sense. Some decorum. It's it's it is definitely going to be a very interesting election cycle, and I think the only way that Trump gets taken out is if the f- woman vote is historically like the highest it's ever been. Yeah. If you the w- women show up to vote this then this year, then I think he'll be out. Yeah, but I agree. Do you want to uh, go? Like, I also, wanna, huh? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, uh, I think in in uh, in honor of of this you know landmark anniversary of the hundred year anniversary of women's suffrage uh i advocate that white men let's just not vote in this election let's just let women control the and election yeah and it's and it's not because i care about the outcome or whatever it's no, just it's because whenever the next four years whenever some fucking bullshit happens they can't blame it on white men anymore <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, that sound it started as a nice sentiment and then you were like <laughs> i just but then you were like see it takes I, the blame off the I, white I, man i just i just want to be My like name's David hey, Duke, we, and this is jackie we didn't vote or or better yet, maybe I'll just be a true American and sell my vote this year. Yeah, I like, sell like your a vote. good Can you capitalist. Do that? Uh, I, probably illegal. Probably legal. Hey, probably well, a wh- law. why don't we end it? I was gonna say this. We've had our closing says. Why don't we end it on bumping mics? David tell Jeff Ross style on Bernie Bros. So hey, Bernie Bros. Bernie Bros.
Thanks for coming on, man. I had a good time. Thank